Yep. All right, Mr. Bobby Hurley, mate. This final session number two has just finished. <laughs> what a what an event uh, it was. Obviously, from Australia's point of view, I know we're all still buzzing from what we watched from Ariana. We'll get to that in a moment, but we've got to kick off. First of all, overall, how did you see that final session? Yeah, really good one um, from the Australian point of view. Obviously, a, a couple of medals there again and a gold medal, which, which again, is, is the, the public and the media should be, should be really um, praising the Australian swim team right now. And, and majority of the swimmers are, are stepping up and reproducing their trials performances um, or even better than that too. Um, you know, those semifinals, I think the trend has been fast heats and slow semis. So, you know, the women's breaststroke, the men's 100 back was, was a little bit slow. Um, otherwise, you know, not as many up upsets um, as on the first morning of finals, but a lot of close racing at the same time. Well, speaking of close racing, that women's 100 fly to kick us off. Um, and, and how we sort of, I guess, slept. Well, we didn't sleep on Maggie McNeil, but she's, she's coming in as the world champion, but she probably wasn't the one everyone was speaking about coming into it. Gold for Canada. Uh, Zhang Yufei obviously jagging that silver medal there and Emma McKeon getting on the podium as well for a bronze. How'd you see that race? Yeah, I put my hand up and say I slept on Maggie McNeil <laughs> leading into the final. Um, I did tip her to win and she is the defending world champ and, and a great racer. But, you know, she was pretty mediocre through the heats and the semis. Um, you know, like Emma McKeon, she swam the women's four by one on the first day as well, got a medal for Canada. So maybe that's why she was a bit cagey in her individual performances. But huge step up out of lane seven, um, turned second last and just had a monster turn and, and easily the fastest back end that, that, that second 50 metres in 29.0. So um, tight race, like we said. Emma, again, oh, so close on the podium, always on the podium. You know, we'd love her to get an individual gold sometime this week. She, she's going to have to wait for the 100 freestyle later in the week. But but uh, third there, by 0.01 as well, the American girl, Tori Husk, was quick and... Um, mm. And Zhang Yufei, um, 55 point again, you know, super consistent. Um, not good enough for gold, but, um, you know, on the podium for China. And, and she'll start favourite in the women's 200 butterfly in a few days' time. Well, for sure. And it, it took a pretty quick time to win it. Obviously, that was a Commonwealth record. Um, so, you know, it wasn't anything to be sneezed at. But, yeah, congrats to Emma McKeon for, for again getting up there and, and getting another medal for Australia. Mate, we move on to the men's 200 metre freestyle. Again, it was somewhat of a, a, I don't want to say sluggish race because I'm not in there doing it myself, but I thought the first semifinal wasn't probably as quick as, as it could have been. We saw in semifinal number two, uh, Duncan Scott, you know, post a 144, which I thought was him sort of just throwing down a little bit saying, well, this is what I've got in a semi, boys. I think I can go a bit quicker as well. Um, Maliatin went 144-4. Uh, Popovici got his hand on the wall second. That was a pretty close semi-final to be honest there was a lot of people coming in on, on the wall around then but he managed to find the wall and get in second poor old tommy neal uh, just missed out on a final just um heartbreaking for him but let's be honest he, you know he wasn't picked on the team to go for that 200 so it's a great experience for him nonetheless right yeah definitely um i think those young rackley boys tommy neal and and uh, isaac cooper today in the 100 backstroke you know they pb'd in an Olympic semi-final, um, that's all you can do being a teenager. Like, you know, hats off to them and, and their coach for doing a superb job. Um, you know, 145.7, not good enough for, for Neil to make it 
to make it back. And, you know, as we spoke about in the preview, there's a lot of fast times and a lot of fast swim, swimming happening in this 200-meter freestyle around the world the last 18 months. Uh, it wasn't in the semifinals then. No. <laughs> um, you know, we saw a, a, a blistering heat swim from the 18-year-old Korean, you know, 144.6 uh, out in 50.1. So that was fast. So, again, it's fast heats, everyone coming in fresh, nighttime heats, and it's a little bit of a hangover and, and it's a tough double to come back up again in the morning. So, so Huang was fifth or sixth through to the final and was well off his semifinal swim. Um, Popovici as well was great in the heats and, you know, didn't have the speed of the early part of the race and, and was beaten in that second, that first semifinal too. So, um, you know, that's, that's a bit of an experience as well from those young teenagers. Um, but in the middle of the pool, you know, no surprises. We'll have, we'll have uh, Scott, Rapsis, Tom Dean, and uh, Mal Uton was there. I, I thought Mal Uton would be bet oh, a hell of a lot better in his 400, but he was he was well off the pace. But he looks ready to go mm. for this 200 meter freestyle, and he's got he's got a lot of um, finishing speed there. But but as you mentioned, Duncan Scott was um, was was the most convincing swimmer through those semis um, at 51.1, which is which is pretty controlled for him, and. Um, you know, breathed under the flags into the finish to touch 144.6. So, again, do we want to see Scott? Does does he want to swim that race again out in 51 low and bring it home? Or does he want to blow this out of the water and go out 50.5 or quicker? That's a little bit risky. Um, so, I think those guys in the middle of the pool will be out 51 low um, with some speed to come home. But on either end of the pool, we're going to have Popovici and uh wang from korea so those guys just might go out 49 50 point and this race is going to be helter skelter it's going to be everywhere yeah kieran smith as well from america i think he'll be thereabouts and we we know that he's he was swimming well so he, he could podium there as well yeah you just back the americans to to do what they always do and, and step up when it matters and um you know smith was was third in the 400 freestyle did a pv there um, did a PB in this semi-final out of lane one, like he's this six foot six American guy smashing all the, the short course yards records over there, you know, training with Ryan Lochte and Kayla Dressel. So he knows, he knows what to do. He knows what the moment is. And, um, you know, he's not going to be far away. No, not at all, mate. As we move on to the women's hundred meter breaststroke semis, uh, we'll go to semi-final number one again, not overly quick, um, in terms of, you know, world standards, um, Jacoby, uh, 105.7, Hansen from Sweden, 105.8, FMOVA in there as well. And again, unfortunately, one of the young Aussies just missing out, finishing ninth and just missing the final. Yeah, Chelsea Hodges there, just uh, just on the bubble by 0.01 in, in ninth. So, you know, she's only young as well and it's a good experience and she performed a lot better than she did in the heat. So that's got to be a confidence booster, especially for the, the women's medley relay too, that we've sort of got you know, number nine in the world on that breaststroke leg. Mm. Um, but, but again, that's that, like we spoke about in the preview, that could be a 1.5 second difference between America and Australia with Lily King being our second fastest qualifier there. But, um, you know, the, the 16 year old American Jacoby was, was good. Just, just finished strongly. Um, wasn't overawed by the situation, which is, which is a positive on her front. Um, you know, 105.7, it's it's nothing fast. It's nothing scary. She, she was quicker last night. She's She's been 105.2. But I think all the action was in the second semi. 
Absolutely. With Shanemaker 105.0, com record again. Good to see some records still tumbling. So it's not all slow swimming. We're, st- we're still seeing some quick swimming yeah. in there. And just edging out Lily King. Um, basically, after that, we go to 106s. So it was really those two. We, we know where the racing is going to be tomorrow in the final. How did you see that semi? Well, I saw Tatiana Schoenmaker's cap come off twice in a row. How funny is that? In the uh, in the heats and, and the semis. So surely she can correct that for the final. Like that's not really something you want to be thinking about or have a hundred people tell you in the next 24 hours. Hey, your cap came off. Hey, your mm. cap came off. So <laughs> that's weird. I, I don't know. Um, maybe that's a South African thing because Cam Vandenberg used to tell me if he's when we're doing some training sets, if he's, if his caps coming off, it means he's slamming his head into the water. He's using his upper body. He's driving everything forward Mm -hmm. to the point where that force is making the water peel your cap off. So maybe that's some sort of theory that they've got going on in South Africa, that that's the ultimate sort of head position and body position to swim in. But um, you'd think it slows it down. I don't know. But um, can't be great, can it? It can't be great. Nah, <laughs> I, lucky she's double capping. Yeah, but um, you know enough about that. Great swim for her, one hundred four eight last night. Just uh, I think that was almost a one second PB for her. So she's more of a two hundred meter swimmer, um, and she's got speed to go out like thirty point two or thirty point low. So um, you know the better than that last night. She was slower this morning, but she was next to Lily King side by side and beat her like just straight up beat her so lily king really intimidating competitor sort of physical in your face outspoken all of those things um a champion in her own right haven't i haven't seen her beaten in this for at least five years Mm. um and loves the big moment loves the pressure but but she got beat so and she didn't look great she didn't look sharp and um and sean maker's going to have the 200 meter background to, to finish this race off so it's well and truly game on here. Lily King's under a lot of pressure tomorrow in that final. Yeah, look, we obviously expect Lily to be able to maybe lift a little bit. We know what she's capable of, but there's no doubt a champion like Lily King doesn't want to be beaten, whether it's a semi or not. So she's she's not going to be overly happy walking away from that. Obviously, she knows she's in a final. She knows the talking's to be done tomorrow. But still, I, I don't think it'll sit well with her having that two next to her name in a semi. No, none none of these these champions these you know and we're seeing a lot of them sort of their their run ending these these guys that won rio that that won every world championships in between that break the world record you know sostrom seto hoshu lily king um a a lot of them that they don't want to be beaten ever never Mm. um chad you know all these guys they win they want to win every single race that, that that they step into um so you know i'm sure lily king's got more to give but this isn't going to be the cakewalk that that everybody thought um, and like it's been for her the last couple of years. Like it's uh, it's going to be on. Absolutely, mate. And talking of breaststroke, we move to the men's 100-meter breaststroke final. Uh, as I put in my post on Instagram, uh, the king continues his reign. Adam Peaty, uh, 57-3. One thing I noted, mate, just on his, his um, celebratory uh, thing at the end there, quite emotional obviously a lot's gone into this we talked about his young son being born and COVID and all of that sort of stuff I think that was a moment that he sort of soaked in and 
and really looked back and thought, bloody hell, a lot's gone into to this moment. Now, obviously, he's a, he's a champion. We know what Adam Peaty is. He's a beast. But still, it's good to see that emotion coming out of him. Oh, big time. Um, I think that was just relief for him to, you know, he swam his best race, 57-3, his, his best performance of these three rounds when it mattered. And when, you know, there was relatively, relative to how Adam Peaty normally competes, there was a lot more pressure on this one. And, you know, when you got when you got a kid and you got somebody watching at home and, and a family like that, you know, that sort of emotion, just you want to perform for, for everybody and for your family. So he hasn't ever raced under that sort of situation before. So, you know, hats off to him. Um, really well done. He, you know, he's an all-time great. He's he's back-to-back 100 breaststroke Olympic champion now. And, um, and um, you know, we picked one, two, three. It was Kaminga and, and Martinegi. Mm-hmm. on the podium as well so it was in the end it was a clear-cut sort of um first second third but um you know pd got the job done and that's what you that's what gets you the gold medal that's what we congratulate him for yeah well we've got to get something right don't we mate if we look back on our predictions we haven't been doing too well so i'm, I'm happy for us we've got one on there just one interesting note i don't know if anyone else saw it but i definitely saw adam pd staring down kaminga uh, on the blocks just before they got up mm. on the blocks. He was, ve- it was mm-hmm. very intense. So the emotion was there at the end, but the, the competitor was definitely there before the, uh, they went off. Yeah, that was, um, you know, that, that's good to see just watching from home on the TV, like, you know, guys staring each other down, you know, that sort of Phelps Cavage sort of stuff we saw 10 years ago. Mm. But, you know, Kaminga was very happy. And this guy's like 26 years old or so. Uh, late, late bloomer, um, you know, just really caught fire the last two or three years. And he was on the lane rope cheering as well, Kaminga for silver. So, yeah. you know, when we spoke yesterday about could Kaminga challenge him and win, like, you know, any any podium finish was going to be a success for, for, for him and for a, a Dutch male swimmer. Um, you know, it, it was it's probably a little bit of a dream and a little bit of a reach too far to, for him to walk into that final thinking he's going to win or that he's going to, going to take down the, the champion. But I can guarantee you the next couple of years, Kaminga will have a lot more confidence going into these big races. Absolutely, mate. Brings us on to uh, the next event on the finals, which was, uh, from Australia's point of view, the main event um, with the women's 400-meter freestyle. Um, the race played out pretty much how we thought it probably would. It was only, you know, a matter of who would go one or two uh, with Ariane chasing her down 53, uh, fi- sorry, three minutes, 56, uh, Ledecky 357. Uh, what a race it was. I don't think anybody in an Australian home wasn't cheering or jumping up and down or, or screaming at some point. How'd you see that race? Robbie, Robbie, you want to be a commentator. Give me the last 50 meters of that race. Come on, give me the last bit. Uh, well, to be honest with Power you, down. I, I think it would have been cheering. It would have just been a lot of uh, a European style, just yes, yes. But there, yeah. it, what I loved about it was the build up to it. And I think uh, anyone who's watched these two race and understands it, and you would have probably visualized this yourself. And I think I even mentioned it to you when we chatted. I had in my mind that that Lede- uh, Ledecky would be leading just about coming into that last turn. So I knew Ariane was going to be coming up. I think even, um, uh, you know, um, Basil Zemplis on, on the Channel 7, he obviously had an idea of it as well because he, he pretty much laid it out there. I think he said, you know, to be a champion, you have to beat a champion. I love that. Mm. Um, so 
yeah, mate, what a race, eh? Yeah, it was that's a you know, that's that's a Kathy Freeman moment for for the whole country of Australia. Um, you know, I put on the Aussie commentating for that one because I wanted to I wanted to feel the moment, you know, I wanted to feel the emotion of um something that's been planned for for the last four years with with Ariane Titmus and, and a coach Dean Boxall. Um, and then to execute that under the most pressure that we've seen any Australian swimmer in probably since sort of James Magnuson in London, probably for the last nine years, we haven't seen this much hype and, and everything. Um, and, and it was tight. Like, I think that's Ledecky's fastest swim since Rio. Mm-hmm. Uh, she led it. Uh, it was a quick race. Um, you know, it just sort of felt like it was a 0.6 lead or 0.7 lead for most of that race to Ledecky. I just felt if, if she could knock that lead to a bit over one second, it would have been really tough for, for Ariane to come over the top. But, but to her credit, she just hang tight on the lane road. Um, they obviously had a, a pretty, a pretty strong race plan to, to just move that last 75 meters. And, and um, when she hit the wall and slightly ahead with 50 to go, we, you know, we, we all hoped and dreamed that, that Ariane had enough to bring it home and she did that. So to deliver, um, a gold, just just awesome. Ledecky's first defeat at the Olympic Games, um, and and hats off to Ledecky. Like, you know, in Guangzhou, I, I said two years ago, it probably looked like she threw the towel in a little bit once she saw Titmus go past her, and this time she fought. She fought to the end. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was a real it was a real champions battle there, and and um, no one should be disappointed by by watching that sort of spectacle, and especially when you see Boxel celebrating like that after. Um, I'd imagine that was what you were looking like, but, um, you know, Australia loves that stuff. Well, that's what I was going to say, uh, Dean Boxall, uh, what a champion. And I, I think he, um, was just the example of what was going on in everybody's lounge rooms in Australia. It's just, he doesn't care who's watching. He's just going to do it anywhere. And it's great to see that passion shining through. It's good to see. I think a lot of coaches do feel that passion, but he's someone who's not afraid just to let it out. I think sometimes we all sort of hold it in and we just try and stay composed. But at this point, and certainly in in the biggest arena in the world, he's going to let it all out. It's it's an asset. Dean Boxall's an asset to the Australian team as a coach for for the swimmers he coaches and for the whole team, because that's your that's your leader. That's your guy that, that you want to walk in the battle with, that you want to know that, yeah, he's on my team. Like, you don't want to be going up against that guy, mm. you know? So, um, you know, it, it was a little bit shaky after Elijah Winnington, who's, who's in that sort of swimming stable at St. Peter's, was, was well off yesterday. But, um, you know, Titmus has been, he's, he's won for the last four or five years. So um, congrats to him. And, and Titmus and, and Australia and um, you know that's two gold medals for the team wrapped up a lot of podium finishes like you know we're, we're, coming, we're going pretty good we're building some momentum he's lucky not to have lady get kicked out he's walking into areas he wasn't supposed to be in the poor Japanese lady was trying to shoe him back into his into his spot but he's, oh, good luck. he's, he's nearly good knocking luck. down the the walls um just a quick uh, note there the young 14 year old Canadian McIntosh went 402. Uh, and got fourth in that final. What a what a talent she's going to be coming through in the next three years, looking ahead to Paris. Fourteen, like what the hell? She's how's this, Robbie? She's going to be twenty five when the Brisbane Olympic Games come around. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like twenty five. So yeah, there's there's a lot of these just 14, 15, 16 year old swimmers. Like it's unreal. 
Absolutely. Now we move on to the uh, the men's semi-final 100-meter backstroke. Uh, we saw in uh, semi-final number one, Murphy getting his hand on the wall first, 52-2. Mitch Larkin, I thought pretty pretty sharp swim for him as well, 52-7. Uh, in semi-final number two, Kalishnikov, 52-2 as well. And Rilov there, 52-9. So Mitch Larkin from Australia coming in, I think, ranked third into the final for tomorrow. Yeah, um, a lot of good swimmers in this race, as we spoke about in the previous. So I think this one to me was about who's in form. So Murphy's definitely here to play 52-2, really dominated that first semi. And Kolesnikov going 52-1, 52-2 already this meet. So Kolesnikov had the the 4 by one relay straight after. So I I feel like he was holding back a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, solid from Larkin, the Italian guy, Chechon's done a PV. Um, Zhu from China was a bit shaky, 52.9, and, and Relov at 52 highs. Like, that's not overly convincing. Um, so, you know, Murphy's the defending Olympic champ, the world record holder, one of these Americans that always get it done. So, um, you know, he, he's going to be there. He's going to be quicker than 52.2. And Kleznikov's probably, in my eyes, the one to beat. He, um, in the heats, he turned in 24.8. Like, wow. Oh, my God. Um, he could go quicker than that. He's, he's the world record holder in the 50. And again, he's he's got potential to go 51-5, 51-7, like under world record. Um, whereas Murphy, well, they'll be side by side. They, they've got the race against each other. I, I think it'll be those two probably half a second ahead of everybody else. Yeah, well, hopefully from our point of view, Mitch can get his, his hand on the wall and jag a medal. And I, I think with all of these races, it's going to come down to that touch. And we've talked about that before here on the podcast, haven't we, in the last few days, just your, your skill areas and your ability to get on the wall. We saw it, you know, with Emma McKeon, very well could have been a fourth placing there. She 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 just touched out Tori Husk. I feel like it's going to be very similar, mate, in the women's 100 backstroke tomorrow as well, when you have a look at, um, you know, the women that swam through today, Mass went 50, uh, 58.0. Um, you know, Kaylee was just behind her there. Well done to Emily Seabon, by the way, for making another Olympic final at her fourth Olympics. What a, what a true champion she is. Um, and then you look over to Smith went 57.8 in the first heat. So that's pretty quick. Yeah, that was, uh, you know, last night we saw um, Mass, Smith and McEwen all break the Olympic record after each other. Um, but in this one, you know, no one looks, it's just so tight. Like we're looking at such world-class swimmers here, 57 points, 58 lows. Um, it's going to be so close, but Kaylee did break the world record um, at the trials. But again, she, she, she got touched out in that semi. She's not dominant here. Um, she looked good last night. She, she, she didn't get the best start. She didn't have the most speed. Um, in that semi today. So she at no point was she leading that semifinal, mm. um, which is a little, a little concerning. And, you know, again, in the preview, Kylie Mass has won the last two world championships. She's, she is the racer. She is the, um, the competitor there. Whereas Smith and McEwen are more the, the younger guys coming through that have broken the world record. So it's going to be extremely tight. Um, you, you're hundred percent. You would have had Kaylee as, as a strong favorite coming in after breaking that world record, but it, it's, it's definitely game on. And, and again, she's up against a really good racer like mass and an American, you know, that's not, uh, that, that's not really who you want to be up against in that moment. But I think, I think Kaylee can get it done. Um, 
again, those girls can go 57 high, whereas Kaylee has gone 57.4. She's, she's got that ability to dip under 57 high um, and she's going to need to be at her best to, to win in a tight one tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be definitely a very close one. Throw a blanket over him again. It's going to come down to those skill areas, as we said, and we're, who can get their hands on the wall. We're running out of blankets, Robbie. We've thrown them over everybody. <laughs> we've got no blankets left to spare. <laughs> Mate, it's a good point. It is a good point. We have to start getting big ones. Um, finishing off with the men's four by 100 meter freestyle relay, uh, USA. Uh, getting the gold there, Italy getting the silver and Australia jag and a bronze there, which I thought was, was a pretty big swim from Kyle Chalmers and taking nothing away from the other boys had him on the podcast. I love him, but thank God we had Kyle Chalmers on that relay. <laughs> um, yeah. America got the result. They, they got it done. They always do. Um, but it was wild in and out in between the, those first couple of legs. Um, so where do we start? You know, Dresser was good. 47-2 um, re- leading off a relay. That's, that's, as, that's as good as you can go. That's a, a tough lead off. It's a tough swim, um, these relays. That, you know, How did you think he we... looked, mate? Just talk just on, obviously, we've, we've got, you know, coming up the 100 freestyle later in the week. So how did you see his race? To me, he looked a little bit, a little bit maybe rushed, a little bit out of his, out of his normal sort of form. Yeah, well, um, that was his first race of the Olympics. And so it was our first look at him. Um, he just swims it different to what we see in Australia in our sprinters. He's big, he's strong. He's got a ridiculously good start. Um, out 22-2 and home, I think it was 24-9 or something, which is not a great back end, but obviously huge front end. Mm. Kyle, on the other hand, will break down Kyle's swim, 46-4. Jeez. And through wash... Mm on the anchor and he came home like 24 one something or 24 two. I'm just speaking numbers off the top of my head here. Yeah. So he's going to be charging home. So I think huge confidence booster for Kyle and, and for Australia. We know Kyle's on now. It's, it's going to be a race. Um, but Dressel will see, he'll get more race practice um, as we move along before that hundred freestyle final. But, you know, he's, you know, we're overanalyzing it now, right now. He's not kicking stones going, Oh, I only went 47 two. Like mm-hmm. he just won Olympic gold medal. So yeah, true. Um, he, he, they're, they're all pretty pumped, but um, going back to the race, I think, you know, France were leading with a hundred to go. Like what was that about? And Canada, <laughs> yeah, Canada Brent Hayden led off a 47, nine. Brent Hayden's like five years older than me. Are you kidding me? Yeah, That's unreal. Out. Italy were, were really good to, to get second. So, you know, again, you take Phelps off this relay, you take um, a couple of other people out over the years and it's, it's anyone's game, you know, America did that. Look, they did win it fairly convincingly in the end, but it was a real race. And that's what we like to see. It was a real, it was a real tough race. And um, you know, the Aussies, I think big step up to, to get a bronze medal. Um, obviously Kyle did what he does, um, but 48 0 lead off from Temple was, was really good first swim of the Olympic Games, PB. So um, those none awarding boys, Brendan Smith and Temple, um, Wayne Laws has obviously done a really good job with them. So, you know, again, now we know Temple's in form. So he's going to be really good in his individual events too. And um, in third, he split 47.5, which is which is almost one second quicker than his flat start PB. So it's a really good swim from them. Absolutely. And as I said, you know, no disrespect to the boys because they all killed it. They all did, you know, massive PBs. But yeah, when you when you hear those splits of Kyle and how he was charging down the back end, 
um, phenomenal, phenomenal swim. So, mate, just looking ahead, obviously, we've got some finals to have a quick look at tomorrow. We'll get some quick snap predictions here. The men's 200-meter uh, freestyle final. Where's your money going? Uh, Duncan Scott. Can't go past him, but I do think there's potential for big upsets with 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 the young guys, Popovici and Huang out, out wide. But I think in the middle of the pool, Scott will dominate that. It's just whether, again, these kids, do they have they don't have anything to lose now by going out 49 points. So uh, we'll see. Absolutely, mate. The women's 100-meter breaststroke. Where's your money going? Uh, I'm going to take Lily King. Um, big pressure. Um, big 24 hours for, for Showmaker between this semi and the final. She's going to need to hold her, hold her, hold, or hold her emotions together. And, um, but, you know, I'm going to take Lily King there. The uh, men's 100 backstroke. Where we're going, Kalashnikov or Ryan Murphy? Kalashnikov world record. Kalashnikov world record. There yeah, you I'm, go. A, I'm a Kalashnikov fan, so <laughs> I love it. What about the women's hundred backstroke? This again, this is going to be close. The close one, um, Kaylee McEwen, gold, um, just off the world record, I'd say, and um, Mass and Smith on the podium with her. Um, but yeah, back in the Aussie here. Absolutely. All right, mate. Well, thank you very much for joining me again. We'll do it again tomorrow for everyone that's listening. Uh, make sure you uh, get around it. We'll be here every uh, time after the finals. Thank you very much, Bobby, for catching up with me again. Love it. Thanks, Robbie. Cheers, mate.